0: A start on demand. on demand The NHL joined the boycott movement on Thursday. We've got the latest details and some commentary from Greg on why it matters so much that these athletes are doing this. Phase 1 of the Winnipeg Comedy Festival is wrapping up, so we'll speak to one of our favorite guests about it, Lara Ray. At least she's one of our faves when she shows up. She slept in yesterday, so we had to rebook her for today l-o-l and we asked the question if you could travel through time where would you go and we asked that question expecting that it would be a fun kind of goofy chat and we had some fun with it but it also ended up being much more touching than anticipated and we are grateful for that i'm brett mcgarry alongside greg mackling and loren mcnab who's back on monday we are mackling mcgarry and McNabb. and this is the friday august 28th podcast for the start McGarry and McNabb, minus the McNabb today, just Mackling and McGarry in studio, along with Milroy, producer Kyle Greg it's National Red Wine Day do you think that has something to do with the absence
1: of one Loren McNabb? Hopefully, hopefully by now, you know how I feel about Loren, and so I know we don't have the Fifth Amendment in Canada, but I'm going to plea it anyway, <laughs> I'm not commenting I'm not saying anything But I do have a smile on my face. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm just picturing her with with a magnum of wine duct taped. To her hand, so, yeah. No, no I, I'm, I'm not trying to paint a picture. She's lush. I'm just kidding, around. She likes the course. red wine. She even made the joke herself. Absolutely. I said, you know, it's National Red Wine Day tomorrow, and she says, why do you think I'm off? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Loren had uh, quite the lengthy week uh, out in Brandon on Monday to start the week as that city went into uh, form of lockdown and increased precautions in the battle against COVID-19 and Loren of course was uh, Johnny on the spot and was there for us on our behalf uh, interviewing individuals uh, that are on the front lines and and making sure that we were there, where we need to be when we need to be there. And so, uh, Loren, uh, a well-deserved day off today.
0: You mentioned Johnny, and the Couch Potatoes are going to delve into this more at 7.37, but I just want to throw this out on the radar uh, for those tuning in just now. If you were a fan of the Karate Kid in the 80s, I, and this was like my childhood. Um, there is a show that is out today on Netflix that's been around for a couple of years. It debuted on YouTube Premium a couple of years ago before Netflix scooped it up. It's called Cobra Kai. And as silly as it might sound, just hold on a second. I know you might think this sounds stupid because that's that was my reaction. When I heard they were doing this, I thought, are you kidding me? So they they, they tell the story 34 years later of Daniel LaRusso, the Karate Kid, and his nemesis, Johnny Lawrence, all grown up now. They're in their 50s. And it—and fu- Johnny decides to reopen the Cobra Kai Karate Dojo. And I thought, we don't need this story. Turns out, we do need this story. Really? Johnny was the villain of my childhood. And I forgot about it until watching the show, and I remembered I hated him with So much passion. He was such a good bad guy. And now he's almost the sympathetic good guy. Like, you're, you, it's, I can't decide if I should be rooting for him because he's still a jerk. But when you see how down on his lucky he is, it's a a fascinating show. I can't believe how good it is. So seasons one and two are now available on Netflix as of today. Jeff and I, the Couch Potatoes, we get preview access to Netflix. We're very grateful for that. And uh, I'm seven episodes in. I love it. Okay, so
1: Johnny Lawrence played by William Zabka. Is he in this program? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm just wondering, because William Zabka ended up making some guest appearances in the final season of How I Met Your Mother. Barney, uh, it is revealed, that's his favorite character from the Karate Kid movies, because Barney's a little bit twisted, of course. And so Zabka makes some incredible uh, guest appearances in How I Met Your Mother, and he's terrific. Playing himself, I think, sort of in a facetious fashion, almost an irony sort of play on his own character. Yeah. And he turns out to be a, a fairly sensitive guy in the end in real life. But you're always looking at him thinking that he's Johnny Lawrence and he's going to do something. He's going to stab you in the back and do something cruel, do something mean. So uh, I think I need to watch this now. And I'm wondering if that maybe where some of the inspiration came from was from Zabka doing these appearances on How I Met Your Mother and the response to his character.
0: Yeah, well, they both uh, had guest roles. Both William Zabka and Ralph Macchio appeared as fictionalized versions of themselves in the eighth season. And uh, that did provide some of the inspiration for resurrecting the Karate Kid. Also, Netflix and Stranger Things, with its popularity, sort of, Uh, renewing people's nostalgia for all things 1980s. That helped provide some fuel for it as well. Uh, So indeed, yeah, you were onto that yesterday and I just Googled How I Met Your Mother Cobra Kai and sure enough, there it is. The headline at a website called cbr.com. Cobra Kai creators comment on How I Met Your Mother connection. So more on Netflix and what's new at the movies. Jeff Braun has a movie review, brand new movie, that Christopher Nolan movie Tenet is out. So Braun's going to join us at 737 with details on that we also have lots of stuff to give away today. It's Free Gas Friday. Mm-hmm. Red River Co-op $100 gas bar or gas card. So we're going to pick a winner at 9:15 based on the text messages that will stem from our conversation at 6:45. And the question is going to be: If you could time travel, where/slash when? would you go? (laughs) This conversation inspired by the fact that Bill and Ted face the music which of course involves time travel that's out on Tuesday it opens in some markets today but it opens in Winnipeg on Tuesday so you can start texting us right now at 204-780-6868 we also have tickets for Imagine Van Gogh this new exhibit coming to Winnipeg RBC Convention Center in September we're going to be interviewing one of the producers at 936 so we'll give those tickets away there and uh, we've got some pizza to give away and we're going to do that
1: a little earlier than usual how early are you going to do it i'm thinking match game gene rayburn how early is it (laughs) we are going to do it on our next segment
0: so stand by we're going to crack the phone lines in a moment we never give stuff away in this hour and some of our most loyal listeners are with us this early so we wanted to reward our early risers by giving away some santa lucia pizza because it's never a bad time for Santa Lucia pizza.
1: Uh, It's some of the best breakfast you'll ever have. Forget about some of the best supper or lunch you'll have. Hey, it's good for three meals a day. Every day, if you could do it, I would.
0: Dinner for breakfast and breakfast for dinner.
1: Yes, yes. Well, hey, uh, what's, uh, I don't know about you, but one of our favorite dinners or suppers in our house is breakfast. Bacon and eggs and toast, uh, cook up some hash browns. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, when my mom would make bacon and eggs for supper, I was always excited. I don't know, and I don't know why. It always feels like, oh... We should be eating this for breakfast, but I like that we're eating it for supper.
1: You know you weren't having company that day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, uh, after Global News at 7 o'clock, of course, we're going to delve a little bit more into the announcement on the Perimeter Highway. Decades of uh, plans unveiled yesterday. You can read more at cjob.com. And... Uh, Oh, I see it. 906. It's our weekly segment, Gab with Gabby, Gabrielle Marchand, Global News Morning. What is the word that she's going to
1: educate us about? Spluting.
0: Spluting, Yes. Should we just leave it there? We'll just leave it there. It's something they talked about, I believe, on Monday, maybe Tuesday, on Global News Morning. So we'll have to ask her a little bit more about that because her and Kayla were having some fun on Global News Morning. (laughs) You need to answer this question at 204-780-6868. 13% of people never change this about their routine. What is it? And for you listening right now, this hits a little closer to home than you might think. There's your first clue. Okay.
1: Robert, you got the good thing. You're the first caller through, But the bad thing is you got to guess first.
2: I know. Terrible. I didn't know there was going to be a test. Um, Your morning routine,
0: coffee, I guess. It has something to do with routine, for sure, and particularly for you in the morning, but it's not coffee. Good guess, though. 13% of people never change this about their routine. What is it?
1: Heather, good morning. Good morning. Would you like to give a guess at uh, Brett's uh, crazy question? Thirteen
3: percent of uh, people never change this in the morning. Uh, I'm going to say cleaning their teeth.
0: No, no, it's not it. It doesn't have. to It doesn't have. Good guess though. Great guess. Doesn't specifically has to do with the morning, but for you listening right now in the morning, it definitely has to do with that. Who's next? Yeah.
1: Allie's next. Good morning, Ali. Allie. Allie, are you there? Yes, yeah, I'm
3: here.
1: Okay, go ahead. No, let's let's no. The, We'll move put, on. We're going to put Ali on, uh, on uh, hold there. Good morning, Shane. Good morning. Would you like to venture a guess? I would if I could, please.
3: Go
0: ahead.
1: Would it be hitting the snooze button?
0: No, not the snooze button. It has nothing to do with... Well, it has something to do with what you might wake up to. 13% of people never change this about their routine. What is it? What's your name? Wayne. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Hi, my name is Wayne. Yeah. Uh, the the music they wake up to? <sighs> uh,
0: can you be a bit more specific? Can you elaborate on that? Uh, a certain song? No. Nope. How is this song playing? How is it playing? Like, where is it coming from? From your cell phone. No, I'm sorry. I can't give you that. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, You're all, trying, so close.
1: Trying. Good morning, Ron.
0: The radio station that you wake up to. of people never change this about their routine. What is it? They never change their radio station. Very good.
1: Let that number be higher. So congratulations. I'm sorry. What was the name, Greg? It's Ron. Congratulations, Ron. A Santa Lucia large two topping pizza coming your way. Hang tight. Okay. We'll put you on hold. Kyle Milroy will get your details. We'll make sure we get that out to you. What uh, pizza are you going to order?
2: Uh, well, the two topping it's probably going to be uh, pepperoni and mush or something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Classic.
0: Sounds good. You can't go wrong with a classic sometimes. But I know Greg likes the shrimp and, ba- and side bacon. so might, might have to try that. Yeah. yeah.
1: When well, I ordered it last Friday night, the, the young woman on the phone said, oh, I've never had that. I'm going to have to try that. So <laughs> I'm slowly uh, having you all try my pizza. Ron, congratulations. Have a great weekend, okay? Right on. Cheers. Cheers to you. And uh, thank you. Hopefully it's more than 13%.
0: As you likely know by now, the NHL postponed all four of its playoff games scheduled for yesterday and today in the aftermath of the police shooting of Jacob Blake, a black man in Wisconsin, last weekend. The players requested the postponements and the
1: league supported the decision. The New York Islanders and Philadelphia Flyers were scheduled to play in Toronto while the Vancouver Canucks and Vegas Golden Knights were slated to square off in Edmonton last night. A Tampa Bay Lightning-Boston Bruins game in Toronto and a Colorado Avalanche-Dallas Stars contest in Edmonton today also are off the schedule. Here's Winnipeg -er and Vegas Golden Knights forward Ryan Reeves speaking with all his teammates and members of the Vancouver Canucks. Present.
4: I think if you look around this room, um there's a lot of uh there's a lot of white athletes in here and I think that's the statement that's being made right now. Um you know it's great that the NBA did this and the MLB and the WNBA you know, they have a lot of black players in those leagues. But for you know all these athletes in here to take a stand and say, you know what, we, we see the problem too and we stand behind you. You know, I go to war with these guys, and I hate their guts on the ice. But I couldn't be more proud of these guys. It's, uh, you know, the statement that they've made today is, is something that's going to last. You know, these two days isn't going to, isn't going to fix anything. But um, the conversation and the, and the statement that's been made is very powerful, especially coming from uh, from this league.
0: Members of the Hockey Diversity Alliance, a group including Evander Kane of the San Jose Sharks and Matt Dumba of the Minnesota Wild formed earlier this year. The group hopes to eradicate racism and intolerance in hockey. Yesterday, the group tweeted out messages early in the day asking the league to suspend Thursday's games. A brief so-called moment of reflection was held before the Lightning and Bruins played Game 3 of their series on Wednesday. Tampa head coach John Cooper was asked Thursday morning if it felt right in hindsight That the game went ahead. Quote, I don't think anything feels right right now, to be honest. Legendary Winnipeg Blue Bomber running back Willard Reeves is the father of NHLer Ryan Reeves, whom we heard from a few moments ago. The elder Reeves spoke with Kathy Kennedy yesterday in for Jeff Courier and shared his thoughts on why he thinks it's time for athletes to act.
3: You get those perfect athletes um that are block. you know that's bringing money in and and having a great time your bank account looks good and stuff like this who cares about what's going on outside society society has
2: to come together they have to do this and i think right now with the protests that are going on in the nba and yes and some forms in terms of hockey as well uh and football uh it's time it's 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 long long overdue and i think uh Uh, These people who have been praised as great athletes and stuff like that, it's time to speak up, and they are.
1: Last word to Ryan Reeves and the impact that he sees this move can have and why the NHL players have decided to act the way they have.
4: The message coming from a predominantly white league has a lot bigger impact. Not bigger impact, but it has a very strong impact when it's coming from players like this. You know, most of these guys have never... Live through some of the stuff that black athletes have, you know uh, they don 't go through those those day to day things that they feel that racism or they've, they, they've seen the racism racism or their family's gone through it, but for them to say, Look, we see what's going on in society, and we, we disagree with it, and something has to change right now that That was my message, and I think i, I you know I said that standing together here is it's just, it's just, it's more powerful than anything you can do. We're in a bubble. There's nothing you can do outside the bubble right now. And we can't change anything because we're stuck in here. But together in here right now, that's that's what we can do.
1: So the Hockey Diversity Alliance, co-founded by Vander Kame and Akia, Akima Lou, was founded to more talk about the racial disparity and racial issues within the game of hockey. And here we are very shortly and briefly after their founding and their instigating their work, Brett, and now they're talking about much larger issues outside of the game of hockey, and it's bringing players together. Akeem Alou's story was very disturbing about the racism that he faced while he was mostly in minor hockey, making his way towards a very brief and short NHL career, and Evander Kane's been very outspoken about some of the things he's faced over his time in the National Hockey League, including his time here in Winnipeg. It's nice to see the game come together about something bigger than itself. And that's what we're seeing take place over the last couple of days. And we'll see again here tonight, the NHL planning to resume action tomorrow. Are you surprised at some of the pushback? Because we've had a lot of
0: negative feedback over the last couple of days. you know, talking about these millionaire athletes. You just do your job and, and play your sport. You know, who cares what you think? A bunch
1: of professional crybabies. What, what's your take on that? Well, you know this goes back a long way. Muhammad Ali. I saw Stephen Brunt on, with Tim and Sid on Sportsnet yesterday, and he was talking about the history of athletes and protest and uh, black athletes in particular standing up for what they believe in. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, of course, was Lew Alcindor before he changed his name and his activism over time. Jim Brown, the former running back of the Cleveland Browns. uh, It goes a long way back. You go back to the Olympics in uh, Mexico City and the protests there by by the John Carlos and, and others who just said enough is enough. And these athletes, I think we forget the impact that they have on our young people. Can you think of another profession where kids and adults go out and buy clothing and put the name and number of another human being on and walk around proudly with that name and number pro- uh, displayed on their back? Can you think of another Profession where when you're playing on the front street, you pretend to be somebody else. You literally invoke their their being. I'm Dale Howarchuk, or I'm going to be Gretzky, or I'm going to be Rocket Ismail. Yep. The list goes on and on. And I think that's what we forget, the impact that athletes have, the role that sports play in our lives, in our community. Uh, it can be very divisive, but just go back to November of 2019. Go back to May of 2018, how this community, how this city came together around sports, around the Blue Bombers, Grey Cup, around the Jets run in the playoffs. Sport has an ability to do things that other things can't in terms of bringing us together. And I think that's the the message here is that athletes have the ability to bring a different light to a message that needs to be shared and, and they're doing it. And Jared Kushner, uh, yesterday, uh, the president Trump's son-in-law said that NDBA players were privileged and it was easy for them to make a decision because they could afford to walk off the court. Well, those guys worked really hard to get to where they've become. And now, They have decided to put themselves out there and declare where they stand. And I think anybody, and I say this all the time, if you have an educated point of view, I don't care if I disagree with you or not. If you're passionate, you lay out the reasons for the way you feel and you're prepared to stand up for it and declare it, I have mass respect for you. Bill and Ted Face the Music
0: opens on Tuesday in Winnipeg. Of course, the Bill and Ted movies, The Excellent Adventure in 1989, The Bogus Journey in 1991, movies involving time travel. And indeed, this third one, once again, involves time travel. So we want to know if you could travel in time, where or when would you go? So we're joined by Skyler Peters in for Kelly Moore. We got producer Kyle. We got Jeff Braun. JB, co host of The Couch Potatoes, let's start with you.
1: You know what, I used to, whenever I used to think about this sort of thing, you know, watching Back to the Futures or something, I would think, oh, how could I, you know, make myself rich or have some kind of excellent adventure like Bill and Ted did? But ever since Avengers Endgame, uh, and
3: spoilers (coughs) coming up for Avengers Endgame, Captain America just goes back in time and just, like,
1: settles down and lives a quiet, peaceful life. And that sounds just more and more pleasing with each passing day. So I I think I would honestly, like, go back to 19... Well, after World War II, I guess 1948 or 49 or something like that, and just uh, ride it out in a nice uh, little peaceful retirement.
0: I like that. That's very thoughtful, insightful, relaxing. You, you no cell phones to worry about. None of that nonsense technology.
1: Just chill out. It'd be so much more calmer. And uh, you know, you'd know a few things about the future. I I think you could uh, make a pretty comfortable life for you pretty quickly.
0: Skyler Peters. Yeah, I'm kind of with Jeff uh, with the, uh, like, I'd probably get
1: Shopify
2: stock when it was like 40 bucks <laughs> on <not> 1800 <laughs> Yeah. That was the first thing I thought of, which is a little selfless. But I think if if I wanted to have, like, a cool experience, I would go back in time to, I don't know what point this is for me personally, but when my family immigrated from Poland and, like, follow them over here and, like, see why they chose this area and how they lived and i think that would just give me a lot more like perspective on on a lot of things but like most importantly you know my family and its
0: values you know there is a movie called frequency from 2000 starring uh uh dennis quaid and jim caviezel and it's weird where jim caviezel um he's got this old ham radio and he opens it up and he starts talking and somehow he ends up talking to his dead father in the past. Oh boy. And uh eventually he gives a tip to like one of his buddies when his buddy is just a kid, he's he says, Hey, just uh remember the word Yahoo. And uh so that goes to what you're talking about, Skylar because he gets rich off you Yahoo <laughs> stock <laughs> before it became a thing. Well, so you're, so you're, little onto, little something there, you're very, onto something there, Skylar. You're onto something there. What about you, producer Kyle?
4: Um, yeah, apart from pulling the normal Biff Tannen thing of you know maybe going and betting on Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson or <laughs> Leicester <laughs> City winning the Champions League or the Premier League, something like that. You know, no make you, that. you don't want you don't no. want to become a casino magnet, but you want to make sure you got like a, a comfortable life for yourself. I was thinking about this before, and I think I'd like to go back to just selfishly, you want to go back to like nineteen seventy seven. Uh, New York to like go to CBGBs and see like the Ramones and Talking Heads and all those cool bands and the like when they're starting just something cool like something that just is an experience not to like make money off of or that to keeps like you
0: alive Kyle you can do
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> sure you can hold my bag yeah <laughs> um, yeah just just something like that go to a sh- show there and see what the past was like, really. And then go bet on some sporting events that I knew the outcome, too.
1: <laughs> what about you, uh, Greg? You know, I'm having a tough time with this one because there are so many things fantastic points in time I was thinking maybe 1901 and go back and celebrate with the Winnipeg Victorias when they won the Stanley Cup because you got to go that far back for a Winnipeg team to win the Stanley Cup (laughs) that would be kind of cool but you know uh, I guess if I'm getting sentimental and truthful about it uh, if I could take my cell phone and bring it with me I would go back to August 26th 2002 the day before my mom passed away yesterday was 18 years since she passed away and I would just love to have 24 hours with her to go through my pictures and my videos and just talk to her and 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 you know tell her what she's gonna miss out on but at the same time just uh, it would be comforting to come back to this point in time, knowing that my mom knew what was in store for her and how beautiful her grandkids are and became, and uh, that that would be uh, something special. Sorry if it's a little mushy, guys. No, that's very, that's thoughtful, uh, Greg. That's well, very well said.
0: You know, Greg, when we put out the question, if you could... Travel through time. Where would you go? Would you go back? Would you go forward? Who would you want to meet? What would you want to do? What would you want to see? I thought we were going to have some some fun, some laughs. Some, of course, we are. But I uh, I am surprised and pleasantly surprised at the the emotion that is going into some of these texts. And we thank you for this as always because uh, it's your stories that that fuel us to get through the day. Here, we lo- like this is my favorite part of our job. This listener, for example, saying, I would go back to March 2nd, 2019. We were supposed to go out to celebrate my mom's 60th birthday. She wasn't feeling well, so we planned to go out the next day instead. She ended up passing away in the night. If I could go back in time, I would have gone over to spend the day with her. I regret that day ever since. Thank you for sharing that. That's That was probably tough to uh, put into text and, uh, and now that's got me thinking instead about days that I would like to. I mean, you, you talked about going back, looking at the calendar, going back to a, a certain day, and now I'm thinking about uh, days uh, that I would like to go back and uh, maybe get another crack at something.
1: Yeah, you know, regret is a powerful emotion in our life, uh, and and for many of us, it is uh, something that we we carry around with us. But I have this—I always have this philosophy, and that's why, uh, you know, when I said about going back to spend time with my mom, I wouldn't go back necessarily and go and save her and change anything. Uh, my mom was only fifty-one when she passed away eighteen years ago. But I firmly believe that she was tired and, and her her body and her mind were were in a different place. She was ready to go on to whatever's next for us. Uh, but I would just I just wish that she I just want her to know what a great job that she did and that she would be able to carry that with her. Some way, and so y- you can't always change it. We know from Back to the Future, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to stretch it out, that you got to be careful. Uh, you know, knowing uh, that Back to the Future is the blueprint for time travel, uh, <laughs> you have to be careful about what you're willing and prepared to change, because it might just change everything. And my philosophy in life is: I've done a lot of stupid things, a lot of things I'd love to change, but I'm happy in where I am in my life at this very moment, which means. If I went back and changed anything, where I am right now might not be happening. So that's the way I try and look at it. There is an
0: event happening this weekend. It's happening tomorrow from noon until six. That is bringing winnipeg's black community together once again to celebrate winnipeg's black business community so we wanted to learn more about this block party it's the volume one of this block party and we're joined live on 680 cjob by our friend ogo Okomabua, who is co-founder of zuike which is a loungewear and apparel company they make great stuff and uh, ogo good morning to you
3: sir Good morning. How are you guys doing today?
1: Doing all right, Ogo. Uh, Appreciate you taking time with us today. I'll ask you the controversial question first, if you don't mind. Have you had any backlash about the idea of getting people together and doing a a block party in light of the rising COVID-19 numbers in our province? Winnipeg's doing okay compared to other parts of the province, but are you hearing that at all?
3: Uh, we've had a couple concerns. Definitely uh, people have reached out and just wondered kind of the, the things that we're doing to try uh, mitigating, of course, the, the, the or keeping social distancing. But all in all, everyone's been pretty dying positive and, and excited about the event. And um, I think the unfortunate thing of it is that I think this is going to be kind of our new norm. We're going to have to find out ways to continue to live, but being live responsible right, and figure out how to, to do some of our regular daily activities and, 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 and be responsible with it, and, and hopefully our event, uh, well, we expect our event to be nice and responsible. That's why we're doing it out in the parking lot, and we're using a lot of space to make sure that we can keep social distancing and keep people moving and, and enjoying the event, but at the same time um, being able to come out and, and enjoy some stuff.
0: What prompted you to do this, to have this gathering to celebrate black business?
3: Well, we actually, the, the we had a market idea. Uh, earlier in the year, before before all this COVID uh, attacked us, and uh, the idea was uh, to have a, a market just for, for local businesses. It wasn't necessarily um, uh, strictly for black businesses at first. We were going to do a, a, a number of them throughout the course of the summer and uh this one here ended up lying in uh, well with all the different social causes that are kind of going on right now um it was going to be our first we were hoping to do a number more but uh, with covid of course that's not as easy so um we've decided that hey you know what let's spotlight some of the, the the black businesses that are in the city giving people a light to see you know what hey this is not once we once again not just for black uh black people but it's, it's black business. There's ways to support. There's things that you'll realize that you love uh, without realizing that, hey, maybe it was black owned or not. But um, it, it's just an opportunity for, you know, smaller business, local businesses to actually um, sh- show their, their wares and, and goods.
1: I feel like we're playing b- bad cop, good cop here today, <laughs> <laughs> because now I'm going to ask you about the pushback on that, and if there's been anything. Right, you're going oh, to. I mean, we're hearing, it. we're going to hear it. We're going to get text messages in any moment now. What do you mean they're having a market for for, for just black owned businesses? Isn't that discriminatory?
3: Well, they they there is definitely. Um, we've had no pushback at all about it i mean we've teamed out with the black history month council on this event um as they kind of wanted to get involved and and thought hey you know what could we do something specific for um the community and, and i said you know what yes why why would we not and, and i'm a black owned business and um, I'm not saying that our products are just for black people or any of these businesses are just for black people, but sometimes the opportunity to highlight yourself is not as easy uh, in, in different places within the city. And, and we thought, hey, what a better way to, to help some of the small businesses get their name out um, off our volume one. And, and that's why you see volume one, so that if, you know, uh, when, when our next comes up, we are not, uh, it's not going to be just a black owned business, but it will be for all the different types of small businesses that we kind of think that, uh would like to have a little bit of highlighting and an opportunity to work at our market. So it's our block party volume one. Uh, this one's a special one because it is for black businesses and and, and focused on that and, and helping get their awareness. But definitely our, our, our black block parties are going to be um, things for local business across our city. So,
0: Well, and it's turned out to be rather timely as well, given what's happening in uh, pro sports and all of the boycotts related to the, the shooting in Wisconsin, right?
3: Indeed, indeed. I mean, it, it, it's sad that that's something that uh, we have to continue to talk about, and and it feels like you're you're reliving it like a, a groundhog day every every couple of months, or uh, for or at least the stuff that we see. Um, but I mean, it is it's important that we speak on these things. It's important that we don't hide and and shy away from them. It's important that. We discuss them with our families, and we discuss them with our friends when there's questionable things or questionable behavior. Uh, it's definitely a tough time and a really awkward and, and weird time, but I think it's a it's a time that you can at least feel somewhat hopeful.
0: Ogo Okamabua, co-founder of Zuike. The website is Zuike.com. That's spelled Z-U-E-I-K-E. And the Block Party Volume 1 happening tomorrow at 45 Trottier Bay. Thank you so much, Ogo. Always a pleasure to talk to you, man.
3: Thank you, guys. Have a great day.
0: We now welcome to The Start, one of our favorite guests. uh, In a new capacity in connection to an event she ran for years, also one of the funniest people we know, Lara Ray. Good morning to you.
2: The phone? Who dis? (laughs) Hello. Hello, my God. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. And what a lovely introduction.
1: Twenty-three hours later, <laughs> oh you know God. we don't want to highlight can the I, fact that we were supposed I, to speak with you yesterday, know, Lara.
2: And can I, can I, can I be serious for one moment before I begin? Because you know, like, guys, this isn't the first time this has happened, right? Where, and and I, I screwed up, and you gave me another chance, you know, and then another chance and another chance, and I just I feel like Dave Wheeler. I just <laughs> I'm so. I'm so moved and happy. That you just keep giving me chance after chance, and it it's so
1: good to be here. Okay, well, that's the last chance now. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so when we on, visited, that was a great job. That was well, a now. Great job. we have we have visited with you about numerous topics over the last year and a half, two Absolutely. years. But we got introduced because of your role as leading the parade for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. I but
2: no, your I know. time is
1: your time My was time up. Yeah, but you're still associated with I'm the still Winnipeg.
2: Associated, but yeah, I mean it's a bit it's a bit weird. But with COVID going on, you know, everything's kind of kind of strange, you know. And uh, but it's it's helped my life because then every you know I'd say, oh, I'm, I slept in, and then they oh COVID, and I'm right. I was like this before, but yeah, I was so I was going to come on and promote a show, and now everyone's missed it, and so have a good day, everybody. <laughs> so I'm going to. I'm going to talk about the comedy festival, you know, as somebody who's uh, who's a comedian, who's somebody who's in, in in entertainment, who got to go and do a show, right? Because like, what a strange time we're living in right now, you know, and uh, it's just it's in, it's incredible and remarkable to go to be out and to be uh, with other people and and you know and to perform again. I can't tell you. And one of the things I think that's very important to stress is that. The organization is, you know, as as I would have predicted, are doing an incredible job, you know. Uh, everyone felt terribly safe there. You know, it's 40, 40 seats, you know, um, sold in a 232-seat theater, right? Which is, you know, um, that's quite spread out, you know. It's almost like I was headlining, you know. That's the kind of <laughs> thing I would get if I was a headliner on the show. But it is, what a feeling, eh? I mean... This is a very strange time, and if there's a time that people need laughter, um, I think it's I think it's right now. But as a performer, it's just a, it's a different vibe, you know. And you have to strike an odd tone, right? Because you know we're comedians, so you kind of want to make fun of it. But of course, it's terribly serious, and and people are are dying. And then of course we have to be terribly careful. And so, you know, it's the first time in my career. You know, people after a show they say. You know how how did you feel about the show? And they'll say, you know, ask me and ask me in 14 days. You know, because like, yeah, it's 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 very strange.
0: Winnipeg Comedy Festival funny in two phases. So the festival began this past weekend, rolling out in two phases. Uh, so what's the the I guess what's left in this first phase, and then phase two I understand is coming later this year.
2: Yeah, well, so so tonight there's a show called uh, Unleashed, you know, with Sterling Scott, who who headlined the show I hosted last night, who's um, who's uh, who's a black comic from Alberta, who's extremely funny because one of the great things we were able to do, of course, is we can bring people out west, from out west. So it's a nice kind of. Uh, level playing field, you know, because comedy seems to sometimes be kind of, you know, Toronto centric. So, you know, here's a nice opportunity to bring out some Western Canadian comics because they don't have to, um, they don't have to quarantine in the same way. And so, you know, it does have a little bit of a, of a national flavor to it, but Kathleen McGee is in town and Unleashed means what it's what it says, you know. This is a show with both local and two established great headliners that really kind of allows us to kind of just laugh and let loose and kind of roll up your sleeves um, and uh, and just kind of enjoy and forget about this uh, this incredible uh, time for just a brief moment. And there's a show at uh, We Johnny's. Uh, Jefferson Sinclair is doing trivia, and so there's lots of great programming. There's there's a comedy show uh, put on by the Comedy Festival in conjunction with the Rumors tonight. So. There is a lot going on in town and, of course, very small groups of people. But, guys, it's still community, you know what I mean? And we just crave it. I mean, I wish I was sitting beside you all right now.
1: Well, that would have been a terrific. We love when you come and visit us. But, you know, in this time of uncertainty, you mentioned it uh, several times. And we use the word unprecedented several yeah, times a day. I don't
2: because I find it irritating. You well, know? And I think a lot of people have. That's why if I've mixed it up. But if you guys want to stick with the same one, that's okay. I'm not going to judge you in this crisis I, in this unprecedented
1: time <laughs> Lara the point is the point is that's a, this sort of where we find ourselves uh, yeah, without yeah. any question and as we try and deal with it so often it's comedians that provide context they provide not only a, a lighter look at things but I've found over the last several months it's it's some of the the better comedians uh, and uh, that have turned into talk show hosts. Trevor Noah is who I'm thinking of at the moment, who have been a such a voice of reason and have a, an ability to provide such a unique perspective, not to just how we put our clothes on in the morning, but how we're living in, in these lives, li- living history, essentially. Yeah, and I mean, it's interesting, right? Because, I mean, I think
2: we're all going through this, right? There's a movie, um, from Preston Sturgis said years ago called Sullivan's Travels. I Do you remember that film?
1: Is it in black and white? It's in black and white,
2: yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, on purpose, yeah. And uh, so anyway, this guy is he's a, he's a writer, you know, and he um, he rewrites films, and he wants to go around America, you know, it's during the Depression and kind of take people's stories and kind of make a film and really find out what people want, you know, during this, you know, very stressful time. You know, what are the serious issues that um, they want to talk about? And then towards the end of the film, he goes and he sees, I can't remember, you know, it's like a Charlie Chaplin or it's just, you know, a kind of goofy comedy. And then, of course, you know, the, the point of it is that you realize that that's what people really uh, like and, and need. You know, and Woody Allen does the same kind of joke in, in Annie Hall. But it's just this idea of, like, are we, are we here to kind of comment, uh, to, you know, to make fun of, of uh, some of the peculiarities and some of the contradictions and some of the hypocrisies, I think that's terribly important. You know, if you have somebody going around and they're running a company and the company's there, you know, to keep people safe or at the hospital or wherever, and then, you know, the person in charge is not following the rules, you know, that's, that's fair game as a comedian, you know, and those are the kind of things we can make fun of. But of course, as well, you know, we all want to keep safe. And also, you know, as a producer, you know, I mean, one of the things that's kind of, you know, it's dark, but like one of the things in my 19 years at the Comedy Festival every year was, was the idea of thinking that somebody might be seriously hurt or even die, you know, during, during the event, you know, and how sometimes that's an accidental and unavoidable. But just you feeling that grave responsibility as a producer. Especially if something light and fun, that everyone's going to go and they're they're going to leave better than they came, and nobody gets hurt, right? And now, you know, there's there's much more gravitas to this right now. You know, Dean Dean has to make these terribly difficult decisions, and in some ways, you know, I kind of I, I'm relieved that I don't have to um, to make those decisions, you know, because they're very very difficult to find that balance. You know, I do in my in my new job, but yeah, I mean, we're all in a place where we just want to see each other and we want to enjoy entertainment. We want to have fun. And of course, this is how we make our living as well. But at the same time, you want to keep people safe. And so finding that balance and stuff, it just, you know, it's, it's tiring. And if I may, it's unprecedented.
0: <laughs> Lara Ray, can you stick with us for another segment? Of course I can. Okay, we're going to put you on hold, and we're going to continue to talk about the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and pick Lara's brain on a variety of stuff. We just like talking to Lara about whatever. Winnipeg Comedy Festival, the website is winnipegcomedyfestival.com. Phase one of this year's festival ends tonight, and then we'll get details on what's going to roll out later on this year. <laughs> Lara Ray is here, a former... Artistic Director of the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, now a performer. And, Lara, have you ever had to go to a gig while you were sick? Because if you don't go, you don't get paid, right? No, it's very true,
2: you know? And, I mean, it's,
0: uh, it's an interesting question. A better question is why is this a question,
2: right? You know, why do we not live in a society where questions like this should not be assumed? You know, that obviously, um, you know, it's a public health um, uh, policy, um, that would be wise, There would be that uh, people uh, could exercise the right um, to not go to work, as many people in privileged jobs could, um, without uh, suffering a financial uh, setback. You know, people should not be balancing uh, their survival needs with the survival needs of the greater community. As a community, we have to take care of each other. You know, and so that is my answer think- during these
0: unprecedented but hold on, trademark. trademark. But have you ever had to go do do a gig while you were sick? Absolutely, of course I,
2: of course mm-hmm. I have. Um, yes, uh, you know I have. Um, I have done. Uh, you know this is not uh, pleasant, but you know you 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 know you you're you're sick on both ends, as they say. You know, and you 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 have to go and you have to you have to put on a show and. You know, I would. I would. You know, it's nice when you just have to do. You know, 40, 40 minutes. You know, because I've also worked at jobs where, you know, you're sick and, um, you know, you're working for for eight hours and that can be very very tedious. But of course, at the same time, and now it's uh, it's 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 dangerous. The one that I struggle with, and I mean, this sincerely is you know, especially as the fall comes along and never mind flu season, just common you know, viruses like what they call the cold, right? Just you have a cold, right? And so, uh, and and when you get a cold, you get a sore throat and you get a runny nose and, and so on. And we kind of know the difference between the, the cold and, and flu-like symptoms and so on. And so if you have cold-like symptoms, are you supposed to, you know, uh, stay off work?
1: Yes. Right? You yes. know what I mean? Yes. I, I
2: guess, you know, I guess if the answer is yes, then it's yes. But at the same time... Um, you know, that could happen. I know people, you know, I work with people that get colds uh, all the time. You know, some people are more susceptible to colds uh, than other people. And so, you know, if they're not getting paid properly, you know, it's just now one of the things that's happened is we've been able to reconcile. People are much more uh, able to work from home these days, you know, which is one of the advantages of our technological society. You know, and remember how often they would tell you, you know, especially women who have to look after uh, and, you know, and families who have to look after children, you know, and so on. Well, you know, it'd be easier if I could just work at home. Well, you can't do that. It's it's not going to work. And now all of a sudden, lo and behold, it's actually easy to work at home for most people. So I think there's some progressive things coming out of this as well. Well, you guys... Uh like at home for a bit doing this
1: yeah we uh, I, I was at home for just about four straight months here lara lara we gotta wow. let you run we'll, we're gonna we're gonna bring you back as as we often do please we're, do okay we appreciate this and uh thanks for being up and at it this morning
2: yeah the winnipeg comedy festival
0: Mackling and McGarry McNabb is back on Monday. So we're going to bring in another M. Marchand, as in Gabrielle Marchand from Global News Morning. Time to gab with Gabby. And uh, Gabby, we need to start with an important question. We were talking earlier about how we are surrounded by such funny but excellent journalists such as yourself. So we will ask you the all-important question. What is splooting?
5: Oh, splooting, let me tell you about it, because we learned about it this week. Splooting is the act of keeping cool by, oh, I have to think about how to say this correctly and appropriately, (laughs) spreading one's body out on a surface, like a floor, Mm -hmm. uh, cement. Animals tend to do it, but I believe humans can sploot as well. Basically, it came about because squirrels were splooting all over the place in Texas, (laughs) laying on the sidewalk, stretching their cute little furry paws out. But uh, yeah, it sounds kind of nasty. So uh, we are working that into our vocabulary, splooting.
1: Okay, that's the word of the week. And so I thought of spooning, but it's sort of the opposite of that because it's a it's a solo mission <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the goal is to to keep uh, the nether regions cool. Uh, it, it, would that be appropriate and
5: accurate? I, I think we can say that okay. uh, on CGOB. I feel comfortable going nether with that. I nether mean, regions? I'm, I'm not clean. a veterinarian by any means. I wouldn't consider <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) myself an expert on animal activities Mm -hmm. but I I would definitely say it's not spooning and if you're combining the two I mean then we're just going too far we're we're not going to talk about that
1: I'm just picturing that. So we'll move on. Okay, we'll move on. Ooh. What other stories have jumped out for you this week? I mean, we can push the COVID aside and the Black Lives Matter and the and the protests that we're seeing in the United States and the unprecedented. There's that word again. A move by athletes this week, but anything else that's been jumping out for you this week, Gabrielle?
5: We're sort of gearing up for the back to school. So we've been covering a lot of that for parents. I mean, obviously, we care a lot about how families are feeling at this time. And we're covering everything from mental health awareness, but even things like pantry organization, because your pantry may be a mess. I don't even have kids. And I was saying that I have little half packets of K D cheese because I've gone and put one and a half times the cheese in my K (laughs) D, And then leaving half packets all over the pantry. There is... I always talk about cheese dust all over me. There's cheese dust all over the pantry. So, I mean, clean that up. Now is the time.
1: I have to ask this question because my kids eat cereal and craft dinner in in, in just... uh, At the uh, same time? No. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Uh, You know, in in just unbelievable amounts. I had some KD the other night. I thought, okay, I'm going to have some. I haven't had it for years and years. I've had mac and cheese, good mac and cheese. Have they changed the recipe? Did they take a chemical out of that cheese? Because the craft dinner that I grew up with does not taste as good as it does today.
5: So lackluster, you're saying it was good before? Yeah, not nearly as good
1: now. Is that why you have to uh, break into another packet of cheese? Because it's not as cheesy or as yummy as it used to be?
5: I have many follow-up questions. Did you have the original Kraft dinner, (laughs) the regular kind? Yes. Just the regular noodles? Yes,
1: yes. And not the white cheese. uh, Sharp cheddar.
5: Sharp cheddar. That's
1: what we need to do? Get the sharp
0: cheddar?
5: That's the secret to life. No, it's a it's a type of KD. So I think they added more chemicals to make it taste tangy and sharp. I mean, it's certainly not Dumb. real cheese, right? But
0: Okay, I'll have to try that because the last time I had Kraft Dinner, I remember it being lackluster. I thought,
5: ah, I remember
0: this being better.
1: You'd concur with me then? Oh, yes. okay. okay. Just I couldn't make sure. concur. Okay, yes. I just wanted to make sure.
0: But
5: I, I would say how much processed food do you eat? Because maybe you guys have just grown up and you've evolved in your tastes. See, I eat a lot of processed food, so I think for me, like... The bar is set pretty well. <laughs> well. I was going to
1: say there's probably very little chance of that. I'm a I know what I like and like what I know eater. So my my palate uh, hasn't uh, grown very much over the years, Brett.
0: Well, on the subject of food, then Gabrielle, when it comes to we we talked about Mexican dishes earlier this week, and what is your favorite Mexican dish, or maybe you have a story associated with a Mexican dish? I know you've never been to Mexico, but given your love of food, you must, and especially uh, your cheese fingers you probably get the Doritos, uh, uh, the cheese fingers. But do you, what's your favorite Mexican dish?
5: I really like, I, I think, any Mexican dish I've tried. I mean, so many delicious things in there. I love rice. I love beans. I love a little bit of spice, a little bit of kick. I love avocado um, when they have sort of the fresh cream on there, too. I, I don't think I have a favorite one, maybe like an enchilada-type dish where it's all baked and delicious and ooey-gooey. Uh, Greg, what about you? I'd love to hear your, because I feel like you're um A food savant? I don't know what the right word is. Well,
1: I I know what other people should like. (laughs) But like I said, when it comes to uh, food uh, basics, uh, the sandwich of Mexico, as is the taco, uh, you can make a taco in many different forms, hard shell, soft shell. You mentioned enchiladas, tostadas, you can do chimichangas, you can do burritos, but they all have the basic same elements, the same ingredients, some sort of protein. You can have fish or shrimp, chicken, pulled pork or steak. And then you're going to have your basics, your lettuce, your cheese, your tomatoes. But your tomatoes can either look like pico de gallo, it could be salsa, then you add the... uh, the the high end ingredients like you were just men- mentioning uh, the guacamole in particular that might take things to a whole other level and then your peppers and however you, and onions if you want to spice it up I I my favorite is a burrito a big honkin burrito cheese beef lettuce sour cream smothered in chili con queso. That oh. is my absolute Creamy favorite
5: cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: the cheese sauce. I, I prefer the cheese sauce over melted cheese on uh, particularly on nachos because the cheese gets like hard really fast right and yeah. i don't know it loses its goodness uh, one more thing we wanted to ask you about gabby because we had a uh, i have a feeling you've got a story here we talked about the dumb things that we could have <laughs> so easily avoided like dumb mistakes that end up costing you badly right like you, you you make a simple one second mistake that costs you a couple of hours or maybe some uh, maybe 10 bucks. I thought I forgot to grab a cab receipt this morning. That would have cost me $9, uh, but I checked my wallet. I did grab it. But, uh, Gabby, d- does anything jump to mind for you on that front?
5: I'll try to tell this quick. I've done a ton of done, dumb things. I mean, I do them regularly every day. But as a kid, we did not have a trampoline. My dad was a dentist and he was very against trampolines. So I never really learned how to jump on a trampoline. Go over to a friend's house. I'm 12 years old. I decide to start my trampolining debut by doing a front flip off the deck onto the trampoline Why naturally. Not? Naturally. Of course. And my knee connects with my mouth, and lo and behold, Fraser Glenn was right about the no trampolining. I knocked my tooth out. I think it went through my lip. It was gross. That's the point. And I no longer have a real front tooth because of that incident. And I had to go through high school with a flipper. It was like a tooth on a retainer. So imagine being in a high school in North Battleford, Saskatchewan, and being able to remove your front tooth as a party trick.
1: <laughs> okay. Have you seen This as 40? Yes. Megan Fox. Uh, along with Leslie Mann. Those are the actresses, the actors, and uh, not the characters. They go out to a bar one night. This is what happens.
3: What sport do you guys play?
4: Uh, we play hockey.
3: <laughs> oh, I like hockey. Who do you guys play for?
4: We play for the Philadelphia Flyers.
3: Yeah. So you guys are all from Philadelphia?
4: No. no. Actually, none of us are. <laughs> do you guys still have
5: all of your teeth?
1: Well, I got all my teeth fixed up. Need one. Oh. You want to try them on? How yeah, many? I'll do you? <laughs> <it. laughs> Ian LaPerriere takes oh. out his false teeth and Megan Fox puts yeah. them in her oh. mouth. Gross. Yeah, none that of that gross. now. Yeah. Yeah, none of that now. <laughs> they're not even in. The, they're not even in the club now. Face to face like that. So, uh, Brett relayed that story to me earlier. I confess, I knew you were going to tell the trampoline story, but that's the movie scene that it reminded me of.
5: I'm going to watch this on repeat this weekend. I can't <laughs> take my tooth out anymore. It's like glued or cemented in or something. I mm, wish I could because I do it right now for you through the glass. <laughs>
0: Gabrielle Marchand is the anchor, the host of Global News Morning, joining Classy. us live on 680 CGOB. Do you prefer Gabby or Gabrielle?
5: It's Gabby. I mean, yeah. come on, I tell stories about my teeth falling out on your show, so okay. I think we're long past Gabrielle. Okay. Well, you
0: know, it's. I mean, do you inter- do you come on Global News Morning and say, "Hey, it's Gabby"?
5: Oh, it's all of this on Global News Morning. We tell stories like this every morning. Yeah. Yeah, we're just we're just hanging out in the morning. We want to share the things we're embarrassed about, our heartfelt moments. Our love of wine. All the things. National
0: Red Wine Day. Woo! Why wow. do you think McNabb's not here? <laughs> <You guys> are-
1: <laughs> Gabby Marchand, speechless. It only took four visits.
5: Uh, you guys have a great National Red Wine Day. It's All wine right. o'clock somewhere.
0: have to pick a winner for the free gas Friday $100 gas card from Red River Co-op. And uh, we have been talking this morning about where would you go in time? If you could time travel, where would you go and why? We're talking about that because Bill and Ted Face the Music opens, depending where you are, it opens today. Maybe it opens Monday. Maybe it opens Tuesday. Just check your listings. But uh, we got so many Amazing texts. And I, I figured this would be sort of a fun kind of goofy chat, but it ended up be, becoming very poignant and touching and mm-hmm. it actually gave pause for reflection and it both good and, and made me think of like some really bad things that I would like to change. Like I made a, a one simple mistake last year that blew up my entire life. Just one sentence that I just kept my mouth shut. Uh, things would be a lot different. I'd like to change that. Uh, but we got some fun. Like, here's one. If I could time travel, I would go ahead in time, get the winning numbers to a big lottery. After I win, I would share with friends and family.
1: Okay. So there. it sounds selfish at the beginning, but then the texter redeems themselves by saying, then I could share and, and uh, give it away. Well, why so is that's it good. selfish?
0: Even if they keep it for themselves?
1: Oh, I, I just... <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's just the way I'm thinking about this conversation we're having today. It's been, uh, it's turned into something more emotional than the whole, yeah, I'm going to go and uh, get the almanac like and uh, back to the future and open Biff's uh, gambling palace.
0: This next one, Greg, is one that you liked earlier uh, regarding uh, the Aztecs.
1: Yeah, time travel. I would go back to the days of the Aztecs, see the cities they built, the culture, and see what happened to them and why it was a mystery and still haven't found. All the cities they built and why they perished. Lots of theories out there. So thoughtful.
0: We have another one here that is just super romantic from Adrian. Um, we only have time to read this and the winning text, so we'll read this one. I would travel back to the first time I met my wife and fall in love all over again. That wonderful feeling of courtship and simple dating seems to be lost in today's world. And I almost forgot I would have bought a four-cylinder vehicle instead of my gas-guzzling truck. Seems like my current ride eats gas like it was a buffet. (laughs) Hopefully I see the future and will win a gas card for the weekend. Oh, Adrian, you were so close to that one, buddy. Mm. Uh, Great one, but uh, let's go to the winning text here. We read this earlier, but uh, we wanted to revisit it.
1: I would go back to March 2nd, 2019. We were supposed to go out to celebrate my mom's 60th birthday. She wasn't feeling well, so we planned to go out the next day, instead, she ended up passing away in the night. If I could go back in time, I would have gone over to spend the day with her. I regret that day ever since.
0: So, congratulations. I mean, it's a sad story. We thank you for sharing that. That's why we chose you, because it was probably not easy to share, certainly not easy to go through. Uh, So you win the $100 gas card from Red River Co op. Free Gas Fridays wraps up next week, by the way, right here on the start.